yourself and what would you like people to know about you? Um, I'm a fun guy. Um, obviously, I love the game of basketball. Um, I mean, there's just more questions you have to ask me um, in order for me to tell you about myself. I just can't give you a whole spiel. I don't even know where you're sitting at. <laughs> Yo, what is up, everybody? It's your boy, Young Black. Well, your boy, Young Black. It's your boy, Gerald. Back with another podcast uh, for Guy Talk. Um, yeah, let's jump right into it. Uh, I don't really got too much to talk about today, but I do have some uh, some serious things to discuss and uh, just some BS topics to throw out at you, um, but also some interesting stuff. Uh, starting with interesting, um, uh, yesterday, Joe Rogan and Charlemagne the God uh did a podcast mashup where uh Charlemagne showed up to Joe Rogan Experience, JRE, and uh they had a nice three hour conversation. They talked about everything from aliens and Bigfoot and witches and paranormal to the government, uh mental health, anxiety um children family uh fame and celebrity all all the stuff uh they just had a good time and it it was really cool to see two people that uh as far as i'm concerned are the tops of uh their industries charlemagne in the urban community uh you know as far as breakfast club i watched a lot of those interviews I don't get to watch them as much anymore because of my work schedule, uh, and, and uh, you know that sucks. But every once in a while, I catch one that you know really um, draws me in, somebody that I really want to hear from. So I'll stop and watch an episode and, and listen to it. Uh, but for the last six, seven years, strong, I've been. Listening to those guys on the breakfast club, um, you know, have these great interviews. So they're a go-to staple for me. And then on the other side, just uh, as far as, you know, I wouldn't just classify Joe Rogan as a comedian. Even though he technically is, he gives uh, uh, his platform up to a lot of comedians so that they can come on and further their careers and, uh, gain a, a larger audience and a bigger reach and all that good stuff. Uh, but he's more than that. He's he's just a curious guy that asks a lot of interesting questions um, in multi-different fields. You know, if there's something he doesn't understand and he wants to learn, he'll bring an expert in and they'll talk and have dialogue for, you know, an hour, two hours, three hours. And... Uh, yeah, I, so I like listening to his podcast for, you know, those types of conversations. Um, I think it's, uh, yeah, really cool that these two people, the two juggernauts 
in my opinion, uh, in the entertainment industry, got together and, you know, did a collab. And to be fair, it wasn't just the two of them. I got to, you know, uh, give a shout out to Andrew Schultz as well. It was technically the Brilliant Idiots, which is uh, Charlemagne and uh, Andrew uh, Schultz together to, you know, that went to uh, JRE and and had conversations and talks. But, you know, those two are the ones that I really, really follow. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> moving on to, you know, something a little less uh, important, but I just wanted to make mention of it. Um, my dog is going too, too goddamn fast. Uh, my sister was over here a week ago, maybe two weeks ago. I, I, it's hard to tell anyone knows about it. It was just a little over a week ago. Um, time just flies now. But this dog is five months old and she's already 36 pounds. Um, the vet told us she'll probably be about 80. Uh, if she gains another four pounds within the next month, she's most likely going to be a solid 80 pounds, if not more. Because uh, you can kind of extrapolate. If I want to use a you know a $5 word, uh, you can extrapolate how big your dog's going to be after uh, four months, technically. You can take their weight and their height, and you can multiply it by four, and you can get an estimate of where they're going to be. So last month, she was about 25 pounds, uh, 24, 25 pounds, somewhere in there. And, you know, that comes out to roughly about 80 after a year. So at the year point, she'll probably be at her biggest that, you know, at her max size. Um, and that should be where we should try to maintain where, you know, she stays for the duration of her life. But she's going too fucking fast. Uh, we went to go fishing the other day. And, you know, she's still young. She's still a puppy. Um, she, she responds to a lot of commands, but she's not always perfect on it. She, she's not always, um, perfect. Yes, is a good word. Perfect and following orders and directions. So, uh, it, you know, sometimes we have to leave her home just because we don't want to have to deal with, uh, do this, do that, Zena, 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 that, that sort of thing. Again, you know, having the dog, uh, it's like having a second child. And we let our son spend the night somewhere else because we were fishing and we didn't want to take him. So bringing a dog that is basically like bringing a child was not really what we wanted to do. But at the same time, uh, the last time we went fishing, we were out there 
a good while, a good six, seven hours fishing, and we left her at home. And I felt kind of, you know, guilty for putting her in the kennel because we most of the time put her in the kennel at night because she's still, you know, being potty trained. Um, and we, we don't want to wake up to her being on the couch or maybe she got bored and chewed up something. So we put her in the kennel overnight and we, we left, we would left that morning. So I didn't want to have her in the kennel overnight out for an hour and a half or so just to put her back in the kennel and leave her in the kennel all day. Like we did that one time. So I felt bad and I was like, you know, maybe we should bring her with us just so, you know, she can get out the house, experience what this is like. Because at some point, uh, I want to be able to take her places, go uh, do things like this. And it, it's just a normal thing for her. Um, and also, we, I need to get her more acclimated to the car. Uh, she's still throws up um, all the time whenever we take her for the ride. Uh, except for that day. She did really good the other day. Uh, when we went fishing, she didn't throw up in the car. It was the first time since we got her that she didn't throw up. So I was happy. You know, that's progress. Um, so that kind of worked out. But yeah, uh, on the way out the door, to go fishing, uh, we have a, a harness. Normally, we just walk around like a choke collar. Um, but we have a harness, and I was like, you know, if we, if we put a harness on her, she'll have a little more freedom without choking herself out and all that stuff. So let's just put the harness on her. Let's not worry about the choke collar today. So when we go by the lake and we fish, and she'd be more comfortable. I went to go put this harness on her, and it should still fit her, but it doesn't. It's like way too small, and it fits over her head perfectly fine, but her chest is just so big, uh, and the harness just does not adjust any further than what it does. It's like, uh, yeah, it's a lost cause. So, just, you know, about five, ten minutes ago, I'm looking on Amazon, looking for a new harness. I'm like, damn, this fucking dog is going too big. I'm trying to buy a new harness just for her to go out of that one. So, how big should I get this next one? Um, so, you know, I got to think about that stuff. And also, I'm trying to game the system. I'm trying to find a... Um, a harness that I can get those service dog patches on uh, so I could take her into stores or I could take her anywhere I want to take her without anybody being able to say shit. Because um, that's the hustle. You know what I mean? You you want to be able to take your dog places and leaving them in the car is not possible. And, you know, it just make it way easier if... I can just always take her places instead of having to 
you know, wrestle with this idea of guilt and, you know, just feeling bad for leaving it at home and the kennel and all this stuff all the time. Hopefully, you know, at some point she can be trusted to not tear up my house. Uh, but that's just not possible yet. Matter of fact, today, while I was out in the yard, um, doing some stuff out there, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. But while I was out in the yard, I look in the house through the sliding glass door and she's like biting on something. And I'm, I'm thinking that she like got her toy. She's just laying by the door uh, doing her thing with her toy. No, she's fucking biting the uh, molding that's around the wall right there at the door. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this dog? She just, it's, you know, if it's not one thing, it's another. If it's not her pissing in the middle of my floor, it's her chewing up my fan to her chewing up the goddamn molding around the, the, the wall. So that's why she gets left in the kennel, you know, but... Again, hopefully she can grow out of that and we can, you know, trust her to be at home and uh, know that she's not going to be up on the couch with a little stinking self and, you know, all this stuff. And dogs are weird. Like, um, and I know I'm talking about my dog a lot, but dogs are weird because she has, you know, some type of skin problem. The, the, uh, the vet said it's just like, baby acne uh so she got zits basically all over her body um and they itch to her you know it's not fleas it's not ticks it's none of that it's literally just acne you can see the bumps under her uh, fur kind of raised up and it's just nasty but um I was looking online and I, you know, found all these different home remedies. I, I posted it on on uh, social media uh, a couple weeks back, a few weeks back, where I gave her a hot oil treatment where I mixed up all these different oils from coconut oil to baby oil to argon oil, mixed all this stuff up, you know, warmed it up a little bit rubbed it into her skin with a towel and massaged her skin and all this and she was just loving it having the time of her life and then I give her a bath and all this shit and then in addition to that we start giving her fish oil that we put in her food which is supposed to help her skin naturally, you know, produce more oils uh, that will make her not, you know, itch as much and all this stuff. But she's still scratching. Uh, even after we did the, the dog cone thing, that didn't work. So we abandoned that because that was, you know, weighing heavy on us too. That was like torture for her, which was torture for us. So we abandoned that. And plus, it wasn't working. And and three, the goddamn uh, fish oil, yeah, it helps her skin, quote-unquote, 
but it seeps through her skin. So now she just smells like fish all the time. So when I'm wrestling with her on the ground, I'm like, damn, you smell like fucking fish. Uh, so yeah, so she fucking stinks all the time now. Um, which I gotta give her a bath tomorrow because I just can't deal with the smell of that shit. Uh, but anyway, moving on. Um, oh, I was talking about working out in the yard. Um, yeah, today I got up early and, you know, this is one of my missions for this week since I have the week off, uh, from work. Uh, one of my missions was to get out in the yard and take care of those trees that I brought down. Um, you know, do something with the lumber and, the the leaves and all that stuff and just get it out of the backyard, clear up that space and start, you know, getting my yard together. Uh, I really want a green yard. Right now everything's like half dead and and just nasty weeds are everywhere. Uh, so this is step one of many to reclaim my yard. Um, but while I'm out there uh, cleaning up the yard, I'm starting to think about what's the next, what's next, what's the next project uh, for the house, uh, which is something I'm kind of getting tired of saying, but I'm grateful for it. Uh, I just realized now that there's always work to be done on your house no matter what stage you're in on either the build or just the stage of living you're in on your house there's always work to be done um yeah there's like a hundred things that i want to do i need to do uh i would like to do to the house uh one being my kitchen my kitchen counters. I, I, Ben said I want to get those kitchen counters in, and uh, and do those. Which is you know the plan was to put concrete uh, counters in, and that's still the plan. But it's expensive. It's uh, time consuming. It's a big project where one person probably shouldn't try to do it on their own um but it's also intimidating considering that i've never done a kitchen before we did the concrete slab out back uh but that is not perfect and i don't want to have those same type of defects in my countertops where i plan on eating or you know just presenting to the world like it's a nice feature in my home I want it to be nice not seem like it was DIY um, but yeah it's all you know there's always something to be done I need to finish up and replaster a wall or just basically 
tear it down and put new drywall up. I don't know which option I'm going to choose, but something needs to be done to that wall. Uh, what else needs to be done? Um, uh, like I said, the kitchen counters need to be done. Uh, my doors, all the doors in the house need to be repainted. Um, to all the bedrooms and the bathrooms need to be repainted. Um, all that trim, uh, the molding that Zena's been biting on, uh, needs to be replaced because it's old and ugly. It's not what you know I would want. Floors uh, need to be done, which is a massive project and very expensive. Um, you know. And the floors we want aren't cheap. The you know that job would cost us between three and four thousand dollars, and just spending that type of money is not something I want to do right now. Uh, and and that's just doing it myself. That's just buying the materials. Um, that's not even hiring somebody to do it. But that's just not something I'm looking forward to spending at this moment. Um, and besides that, there's a, there are more pressing issues. Like, we don't have central air in our house. So, there's no way to just flip a switch and cool the house. Um, we have to rely on fans or portable air conditioners. And the air conditioner that we bought... Uh, uh, a month or so ago, month and a half maybe. Um, we thought it would, you know, be sufficient, uh, sufficient, but it's not. Uh, my sister Essence could can attest to that. She came over, like I said, uh, uh, a week ago, and she was here, and it was hot as fuck in this house, and my house gets hot and muggy it, it gets very humid inside and it's just not comfortable it makes it really miserable and um yeah so I need to decide if I'm gonna buy an air conditioner or a couple air conditioners and put them in the house or if we should look at, you know, getting central air installed, which is another big ticket item, you know what I mean? Um, then also my wife wants to have a garden put in the backyard and, uh, you know, raise uh, garden beds uh, where she can plant things. And that's a project. And the yard itself, the grass, that's a project. Everything's a project. So it's like everything, um, everything just, it's just, it's always something to do. And it's just, it never seems like there's a dull moment. Um, but like I said, I'm grateful for it. Uh, yeah. But as far as what I'm going to do next, uh, I'm still not sure about that. I think I should really handle that wall 
that needs to be replastered or um, uh, have new sheetrock put up um, because it's it's really damaged. You know, the previous owners for some reason damaged this wall in some fashion. I don't know what happened. Uh, that was never made clear to us. Uh, we just kind of were left with this mess and you know I like to just say oh, it's not that bad it can be fixed I can do it um, you know I could learn how to fix this drywall that's you know not a problem but uh, now it's come to that time where I think I need to just get to it and and get that taken care of that's a pretty inexpensive fix. Drywall isn't that expensive. It's just um, doing it, and it's uh, more about being confident and and uh, uh, you know just doing the work and, and making those first cuts. Once you went to it and you're doing it, there is no turning back. Um, besides that. What else? Um, I think just for another easy win, I may take out the doors off the bedrooms and bathrooms in the house um, and repaint them, except for like the main bathroom, so we can still have you know some privacy while we showering and you know pooping and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, so that's that's uh, home ownership. So if you don't own a home, uh, that's what you have to look forward to. And if you do own a home, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's just, just, there's just a lot of stuff that's inevitable, um, unless you moved into a perfectly, you know perfect house, you know, something that was just built, new development, uh, you don't have to worry about any of these things for the next 10 to 15 years, so lucky you, uh, anyway, um, moving on to the serious portion of this podcast, um, Yeah, my mom came over the other day, and she ended up bringing uh, a gift for my my dad. Uh, for you know, he made for me for Father's Day, and you know, thank you for that, Dad. And shout out to you guys. Uh, shout out to my mom for coming by and dropping that off. Um, they also dropped off a birthday present. Um, that they had gotten for Junior. And, uh, you know, my mom just came by to chill with us and talk with us and catch up. It's been a minute, you know. Um, admittedly, we, we are notorious for just getting in the throes of our lives and not really having time for much else. And, uh, that's just the way of the world you know we don't mean any offense by it but that's just how things happen and 
know, hopefully our family understands that, hey, we are here moving. We're trying to get keep the bills paid, keep the lights on. That's that's what we're doing. Um, but anyway, she came by and she dropped those things off and we got to talking and she asked me about uh, my kids, um, Sanaya and Jeremiah. Uh, which most of you know um, because your aunties are these two little uh, people that I produce and uh, most of you are aware of the situation uh, that I'm in uh, but maybe not to the full extent what I mean is, uh, uh, my kid's mom, who I'm not going to mention her name, uh, just for the sake of not trying to cause any problems or, uh, expose, you know, her publicly, so there's no chance of, you know, legal recourse. Um, cause that is, she is that type, but anyway, my kid's mom and I do not get along. Surprise, surprise. I know it's very unique, uh, that I know it's hard to believe 2019 that people don't get along who have kids together. Uh, but unfortunately we are very cliche in that way that you know we um we we tend to operate in a uh in a manner that isn't really conducive or constructive in any way it's just problematic at every turn um but some of us more than others and uh yeah so getting back to it um my uh, i haven't seen my kids and since august of last year um not even once not by accident and passing uh just not once. I haven't seen them. I haven't spoken to them over the phone uh, since the last communication I've had with them is through text messages. And uh, that was uh, through my daughter's phone. Their mom got, you know, uh, Sanaya's phone. And she was able to text me. I put an app on my phone so she could text that number. Uh, so her mom couldn't have my cell number directly. Um, and there's a reason for that. Because um, her mom is, is just annoying to me. Uh, she's somebody that, in my opinion, doesn't deserve to have my phone number. Um, because she's problematic, she 
is always in a in a mood to start a fight and I'm not wanting to fight and argue and do other stuff so you don't get to have my phone number uh, so I put the phone uh, I put an app on my phone so that Sanaya could text me anytime I told her whenever you need to talk to me hey I'm here boom I'm still your dad boom hit me up uh, so you know she would text um, for a while and then uh, you know I was would always respond uh, and then I would get text messages like daddy I miss you uh, haven't heard from you in a while and I'm like what you know I texted you the other day I asked you about school how's school going or, um, you know what are you learning or how are things whatever whatever the questions are and there would be no response and then there would be long gaps in between me receiving a message from Sanaya or Jeremiah you know like that because he would text me from my phone too um, then you know I realized that their mom blocked me on her phone I blocked that app number on her phone so you know me being me, I'm just like, whatever. Uh, I let a little bit of time go by, and I would text, and I would get no response. And just to make sure, just to see if she might have, you know, come around and, and unblock my number or whatever. But there was never any response. So after a while, I just uh, went through the app, and... I changed the number in the app. You know, I could do that. It was easy. Um, and then I text her and say, "Hey, Sanaya, this is this is Daddy. This is my new number. Uh, the reason why you haven't heard from me is because most likely your mom blocked my number, um, so you couldn't get my responses to your questions. I saw everything." that you were saying I saw every text every question every good morning every I love you all that stuff I want you to know that I love you yada 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 your brother yada 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 um she's like oh you know that I miss you she did her whole spill we had a couple of good you know back and forth in the text and then um, for a while there was no response you know there would be another break in the responses and then they would start up again and then I would respond back and she would respond so I'm like okay everything must be cool and then um, uh, what happened next Oh, I would get some more responses, and then I would talk to them back, text them back, and like this and that, and then uh, there would be nothing for a while, like maybe 
four days, five days, a week. I'm like, okay. Um, maybe her mom took her phone or something. You know, maybe she saw that she was texting me and she took her phone. But I told Sanaya, once I changed my number, I said, look, don't tell your mom you're texting me. Don't tell her that I changed my number because if she finds out, she's going to block my number and she's not going to let you talk to me. And, you know, Sanaya is a... She's a writer. She was like, okay, I won't tell her. I'm like, all right, bet. So, uh, yeah, there was like a little lull in the conversation between her and I. And Jeremiah was in there too, sprinkled in. Um, but. Yeah, I, was, I, I got more text messages, again, just out of the blue from Sanaya, uh, who I thought was Sanaya. And, uh, you know, I would text back and whatnot, and then we were talking back and forth, and then out of nowhere, I got a message like, Christian, no, you didn't think I would check my daughter's phone and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like... Oh, okay. Just whatever. You know, at least I can say that in that instance, she was being a good parent and checking, you know, our child's conversations to make sure everything was on the up and up. You know, that's good. You know, she, she did right in that instance. But what I came to find out is that she was, uh, Sanaya had been done stopped talking to me uh, because her mom found out way sooner than what she had me believe. And, um, yeah, the whole time I thought I was talking to Sanaya, turns out, or both of them actually, the whole time. I thought I was talking to either Jeremiah or Sanaya is because, or the whole time I thought I was talking to them, I was actually talking uh, to the baby, to my kid's mom. Um, to my kid's mom. Uh, yeah. I think I caught that. I might have slipped, but oh well. Anyway, to my kid's mom. Uh, yeah, she, uh, was pretending to be one, if not both of my children, just so I would talk to her. Now, mind you, I have had... If I said tumultuous, that would be an understatement. And just, I don't even know the word to describe it, but it's been a very, very difficult road and, and experience with my kid's mom. 
It's uh, been very traumatic, uh, PTSD-like. Um, it's been very, you know, it, it's, it's caused some mental health issues uh, in ways that I don't fully understand yet. Um, I just got my benefits from my job, so now I'm inclined to start uh, going back to therapy and digging into it. But um, my experience with her has been negative. And just so you, just so you have a taste of what negative is, is I have a woman who at the time of us being together and I dated tricked me into uh, giving her child support while we lived together, while we were dating while we were supposed to be working on our family, um, she tricked me into paying her child support that she in turn said she was going to give me back or made me believe that, oh, it's no big deal because it's just going back into the household anyway. But this is like the only way that we can get X, Y, and Z for the kids and have the state pay for it is by doing this uh, to you, but it's not really going to be to you and it's just, it's not going to mean anything, right? So, she tricked me into child support. Um, we went to court and We've gone to court so many times. I'm, I'm tired of seeing the inside of a courtroom. Um, standing opposite of her. I'm just I'm tired of it. But we've gone to court for multiple versions of our parenting plans. Uh, we've gone to court to try to accuse each other of breaking aspects of their parenting plan and putting each other in contempt all of which all the attempts failed on her end and mine um, this is also a person again that pretended to be my children just so she could talk to me knowing that I was done talking to her and that the only way that I was going to continue to be anything to her is if it went through my wife because I needed a buffer between her and I uh, because it got violent at one point between the two of us. And anybody that knows me personally knows that that's not in my character to do stuff like that. Um, but 
unfortunately, this woman, and I use that term loosely, this woman uh, pushed me to that point. And, you know, before anybody judges too harshly, uh, trust me, it was warranted and it was self-defense and it wasn't super major or serious nobody had bodily damage it was just a pushing shoving kind of thing um you know just get the hell off of me get out of my face type of thing it was not traumatic but well it was traumatic to me because it happened in front of my kids my daughter's screaming and yelling and she's looking at me like a monster. She didn't want to talk to me for a while after that. And I realized that in that moment, she did exactly what she set out to do. And she wanted to vilify me in front of my kids. And I allowed it by playing her game which is exactly why after that day, I told my wife, I cannot do this anymore. I need you to handle all of this in order to keep this family together. Because if she hadn't have done it, I would not feel comfortable continuing to interact with my kids mom which is why there's no communication I, I shut down all of that there's no I don't go to the same places that she would go to I don't interact with people that she interacts with I don't uh, yeah I just try to keep myself away Um, again, this is the same woman who would allow her boyfriend at the time to say extremely disrespectful things about me in front of my kids, but even a step further, directly to my kids. And even a step further, tell my kids to tell me he said X, Y, and Z. While she sat there, witnessed the whole thing, and did nothing about it. So, after all these things, you know, happened... All these things happen. I decided I'm done. I am done. I was done when I was put into position to be out of character and push you off of me. Where I had to look at my daughter in the face and see terror in her eyes because of something you did 
or was done back then. But I was talked off the ledge and I was encouraged to continue to pursue, to just not give up just yet. The, you know, you haven't exhausted all your options. You still, your wife says she'll do it and this and that. And let's just see what happens with that. And so I listened. I did what, you know, I was encouraged to do. And it made sense. It's not like, you know, somebody forced me or twisted my arm to do these things. But it made sense at the time. It, it it allowed me to to it allowed me to allow the the full extent of this experience to uh, come to fruition. It was gonna play itself out either one way or another. It was going to go left. And and just be hell on earth, and it's gonna fall apart, or somebody was going to not somebody, she was going to correct some of her behavior, and we were going to get on a better path that would have led to um, a better outcome but here we are here we are after that shoving match I, I promise you I was done and not many people know about this story but I was done. But I was talked into giving it another shot to switch it up, to, you know, use all your resources and, you know, uh, allow your wife to take over and so you don't have to talk to her no more and this and that. And it worked for a couple months, few months. And then it fell apart. And then not, not just that. What tended to happen was um, with Jeremiah, my oldest son, he would have uh, behavioral issues at school. And these are things that, you know, we went to court and fought about. We went to court trying to get custody of, you know, the kids to say who the custodial parent would be, who the kids would live with full time. And one of the main arguments was schooling which I was very big on uh, you guys have no idea how many hours and hours that 
myself and my wife put into teaching those two kids. Whereas her mom, or their mom, did very, very, very little. And I wasn't confident that for as smart as my kids are, that she would be able to, you know, massage those brains and push them into a position where they will excel to that be their natural inclination to just, I want to learn more. I want to be better. I want to, you know, join the, uh, what's those things called? The, uh, the Catholic or whatever those things are to be on the math team or uh, spelling bees and you know my daughter told me she wants to be a brain surgeon a brain surgeon that that's a big deal um, and this chick is not the one to lead her down that path you know so one of our main focal points for that time being in court was education. And not only what I did, what I presented and explained to the courts, but just at the time, the school district that I was in was far superior to the school district that they're in now. Way superior. Uh, you're talking about if you gave these schools a grade you're talking about the school they're in now is a D to the school that I wanted to put them in was like a B plus and just just by the simple fact that the area that I lived in it was a better community that tested higher that you know that outperformed in every single category from math, English, science, language, all that stuff. But, you know, this is Washington. It's a woman's state. They're going to give the woman whatever they want unless you can prove she's a degenerate. But, hey, you know, it is what it is. But hold on one second. I'm going to take a break and then come right back because the recording is running long and I need to cut it and start again. Okay, so uh, I, I can't even remember where I was going with the story, but long story short, I was done a while ago. You know, it's been almost a year. It's been about nine months, ten months since I've seen her. Um, and then before that, it was probably about you know four or five months. So again, I've been done for a while emotionally dealing with her um, but 
during those five months, I, you know, I gave it a, another try, like I said. Then, uh, oh, that's what I was talking about. Uh, Jeremiah would have, you know, uh, issues in school where <clears throat> he would just rage out. Because the teacher wasn't showing him any attention, uh, wouldn't let him answer the questions, whatever the excuse was, he would just get upset. He would disrupt the class by jumping on top of the desk and flipping over the tables and throwing things and this and that. Um, mind you, you know, he's had a history of violent outbursts and, and doing some really uh really kind of despicable things <clears throat> you know he got kicked out of two or three daycares um two of them because he hit the ladies that were working there and one of them happened to be pregnant and <clears throat> another time I think he like threw a rock at a kid and nodded up his head or something like that. I don't know. I can't remember. It was so long ago. Uh, hold on. <clears throat> um, yeah, so he's had behavioral issues. Then when he goes to school, um, the first week or two, like they were ready to expel him from school. They were ready to get him the fuck out of there. He was going to the principal's office or the assistant principal's office every day. Uh, the teachers could not handle him. They're all just wondering, like, what's going on? Like, we just had your sister here two years ago, and she was an angel. She was one of our best students. But you come up in here, and it's like, what the fuck is going on? Um, and, you know... His mom couldn't handle it. Uh, she couldn't handle it. So it was almost left up to me to discipline him. So I didn't like, it, it got to a point to where I didn't like the fact that every time he would come to my house, I would have to punish him for something that he did. And now, every time he's over here, his experience is, oh, now I'm going to be punished. So it became miserable and fearful every time he came to visit. And then I started to think, you know, I feel like she's kind of manipulating this thing because she's not doing anything to correct his behavior because it's happening every day consistently all the time and then when i get them i talk to them uh because she doesn't tell me anything because we don't talk she doesn't tell my wife anything we find out from the kids they will tell us that um you know yeah, Jeremiah did this, or yes, I did this. Oh, what? Then go in your room. So it became 
going to daddy's house was the punishment. And I didn't like that. And, you know, uh, that's one thing. I know a whole nother thing that I can't prove, but I'm almost certain of, is that she, you know, probably threatened them that, oh, I'm going to tell your dad. That sort of thing to, you know, pump that fear into them. Because, hey, I whooped their ass. I will whoop they ass. I'm that type of parent. Um, but yeah, I got tired of just being the villain. That's not the role that I wanted to be. That's not the role that I wanted to take on. I always envisioned myself being the cool dad to where, you know, their friends be like, man, your dad is cool, man. He's cool now. All he asks you to do is just do what he said, and you messing up. That type of dad. The type of dad that, you know, on your 16th birthday, he gonna come and bring you a car. You know, you gonna come home, and then there's gonna be a car in the driveway. Like, oh, dad, it's for me? Yes. You know, you've been doing great in school. You passed your driver's test. Boom, you got a car. Congratulations. You know, here's the rules and guidelines. You, you've been following the rules. And as long as you continue to follow the rules, this car is yours. I want to be that type of dad. But dealing with her and her lack of discipline, um, I had to extra discipline. So then I became the villain. So I just didn't like that. So it's just problem on top of problem on top of problem. And then not to mention that after old fuck boy did and said all that bullshit to my, you know, kids, you know, I don't talking slick about me you know me and this dude making plans to meet up and 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 settle it like men like and, and I, I thought about it like am I seriously about to fight this dude over this broad like this whack ass broad and yes I'm calling her whack and yes I know I slept with her I had two kids with her and all this good shit but yeah she whack I'm telling you right now as God is my witness I was going through some mental anguish when she and I hooked up I was still not over my ex from high school I was out here getting loose in the streets I was fucking multiple chicks before we got together uh, and not uh, two three months into us even just talking did she get pregnant you know it wasn't a long relationship before uh, Shania was conceived.
I never had a real opportunity to know her as a companion before that happened. We had worked together for uh, a couple years. I thought I knew her, but come to find out she was playing me like a fiddle. You know, she was putting on a show, doing and saying all the things she thought I would like, and it worked. It worked. But am I really about to fight this dude over this whack ass bra? And I, I was like, yeah, because it's not over her. It's over my kids. This was a man that had his own daughter that he wasn't seeing all the time. So he, he knows what it's like to be in my shoes, at least a, a small portion of it. Because he'll never be the man that I am, but... At least he knows somewhat of what it meant to be a, 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 a parent that wasn't a custodial parent. Like, you have to have visitation rights, which is crazy. It's bizarre. But that's, that's how it's set up. Now, if you as a man know what that's like, you should definitely know that you saying and doing what you did was way out of pocket. And you want to fight somebody for that. And you people who are listening to this know me. At least I hope you do. I'm not taking that shit. I will cave your whole fucking face in if you disrespect me. I'm a man of principles. Uh, and my principles are, are, are very resolute in how I treat people. Because I expect to be treated a certain way. I'm going to treat you a certain way. Now, not once did I ever disrespect that man in front of my kids, to my kids, around my kids. I, I, I might have said one or two things to my wife, but to her only, with them not being around. Like, he's a, he's a lame. I could just look in his eyes and tell he's a lame-ass nigga. He's a fuckboy. He just, he found him a white girl that's going to take care of him type of shit. But I ain't never brought his name up like that unless I heard him say something. Matter of fact, whenever my kids say, oh, uh, such and such took his, uh, you know, I bet, hey, you know, uh, I don't really want to hear about what such and such did for you. And just leave it at that. Uh, sorry, I don't really, I don't care that much. I don't want to talk about what you're doing over there. I want you to focus on daddy time. Because daddy time is different from what you're doing over there time. But anyway, yeah. 
once I, you know, got to that point where me and no dude making plans to meet up, which <sighs> this dude's so pussy, like, he was talking all this shit. He was talking all this shit. And I'm a fat, out of shape nigga. I'll keep it all the way a thousand with you. I'm a fat, out of shape nigga. But I swear to God, if he would have show, showed up at that part, I would have beat the brakes off this dude. And that's on everything I love. I was legit sitting in a, a park parking lot waiting for this man. Waiting for a good hour and a half. In the park, in the sun. But then I started thinking, uh, I'm like, this dude's just a fuckboy. He just seemed like a super bitch-made-ass motherfucker. And I'm sure he knew that I was a fella. Because his, his girl would have told him that I'm a fella. And for what I did, why I got arrested and all this stuff. Um, and he would know that if a felon was to make threats or this and that, or if I was to get in a fight or whatever, and the cop showed up and I get arrested, that means I'm going away for a minimum of a year, right? And I'm sitting there in the parking lot and this is about hour 15, hour 20 minutes in. And I told him that I was at this park. <laughs> I told him I was at this park waiting on him, right? And then I started seeing cop car, cop car, cop car, rolling up and down the street. Now I see another cop car going to the park and then another one behind it going into the park. I'm like, okay, this is crazy. Something's up. And I ended up telling, you know, texting him like, nah, man, we ain't gonna go in the park because it was hella crazy that day. It was a super hot day. People was out in the park having barbecues, just kids all around. There was no, there was no place to just pull up in the park and do our thing discreetly, you know what I mean, just, hey, I'm gonna knock you out, I'm gonna leave you over here, when you wake up, you just get in your car, no need to be embarrassed, I mean, whatever, nigga, nobody saw it, get in the car, go home, watch your mouth, that's, that's how I saw it, so I ended up going across the street to this other place, and I texted him, you know, uh, I told him, like, Hey, I'm over here because the park is packed, but I'm I'm right here. Uh, don't get it fucked up. I ain't going nowhere. I'm right here. Bring your ass so I can put these hands on you. But this dude, hour and a half, didn't show up. And I was like, I'm seeing all these cop cars and. I know there's a lot of people in the park today, but I've been to this park 
plenty of times and I've never seen this much police activity. So I feel like there's some fuck shit going on. Like he might have called the police or something. But whatever. Um Yeah. So it was kinda like just I was already looking over the edge. Um and, and ready to let go and just give it give it all up then once I found myself driving home from that park that day and realizing what I was really risking at the end of the day because think about it I was I was risking losing a year of my life for what? For this bitch. For this broad. And this fuckboy. So, once I realized that, I was like, you know what? She pushed me to the point to where she wanted me to step out of character and do something to her. She wanted to make me look like the bad guy in front of my kids. Now, she wants me to fight this dude. So that now he's going to go home with fat, fat lips, bloody nose, black eyes. And then tell my kids, look what your dad did. I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm done with this. Don't, don't, no, I'm done. Matter of fact, I told her that, uh, you know, I was at my last job when I said this. I was like, look, I'm done with this. Uh, I'm going to give you full custody. And, and you're going to deal with the kids on your own solo. I don't want you ever talking to me, contacting me ever again, you know, X, Y, Z. And I said, be patient because I got, I still got to work. I still got to do other shit. But once I get um, time, I'm going to take care of this. I'm going to serve you with the papers. We're going to go to court and that'll be the last time you ever see me. And she was like, yeah, boom. So it took, it took a couple weeks, few weeks for me to actually get down to uh, Pierce County. As a matter of fact, I got the, oh, right here. Y'all hear that? That's a brown bag with if I had to guess I would say 60 to 70 pages of court documents that I went and printed out at the library actually uh, I actually didn't print this out they actually sold the packet for $40 $40 worth of paper that is meant to finalize 
uh, a custody order and parenting plan where you sign over your uh, guardianship to your children. I have the documents right here, but it's so legalese that I didn't get past. Matter of fact, I didn't even start. Oh yeah, I did. I filled out this page. Um, I didn't get past halfway down the first page before I just stopped because I'm like, I don't want to fill this out and make a mistake. I I meant to go downtown and sit with a what they call a court facilitator. These court facilitators will, you know, fill out all the paperwork with you and make sure that you do everything correctly and uh, cross your T's and dot your I's. I meant to go down and, and do that. Um, but I just haven't had time. It's just a lot. It's a lot been going on. Mind you, this was all being said and happening around summer last year where I was in the throes of trying to find a new house or trying to find a house um, because we were really running up against the clock. We had notified our apartments that, hey, we're going to be out um, at this time. Then the houses that we were looking at weren't really working. And then we tried to go back to the apartment and say, okay, well, can we take it back? Can we do a month to month? And they said, no, you already said you got to be out. So I'm feeling the pressure of all these things. Excuse me. Um, it was just a bad, a bad time. And then we move in here and start getting settled. Uh, you know, uh, then, then some of these house projects start coming up. Uh, some of them were just kind of cosmetic just for make us feel better about the place. But that's important too. Because if you don't, if you don't feel comfortable, if you don't like <coughs> what you're looking at, you're going to start to not enjoy your house and you're going to start resenting it and it's going to be a place that you hate rather than a place that you love. So we started making these changes. So that took up time. <clears throat> and then switching jobs now. That's taking up time. And the fact that now I'm sleeping throughout the day, most of the time. Yeah. It just makes it more challenging. But when she texts me, my kid's mom, uh, there was something a little extra with it. She said to me, uh, this was a couple weeks after, no, this was like a month after the whole, oh, you think I didn't check my kids' phone, blah, blah, blah. It was like a month, maybe six weeks or whatever. <clears throat> she said, uh, 
she hit me up on Facebook. And she said, uh, I don't know if you're going to get this, but um, as a matter of fact, hold on, I'll pull it up and I'll read it to you word for word. Sorry for the silence, but uh, uh, yeah, so it was like, uh, hey, I hope you get this message. I know a lot has happened in the last 10 years between us with the kids, but we are both grown adults, and I think we need to have a real conversation about our children. It is not fair to have them... Uh, it is not fair to them to leave them in limbo wondering about their dad every single day. Lately, they have been constantly asking about you, and I asked them if they'd like me to reach out to you, and they, they both said a resounding yes. You are missing out on years you can never get back, and years where our kids actually want to spend time with their parents. <clears throat> I am reaching out strictly for JJ and Sanaya. So let me know if and when we can talk, please. Right? Now, mind you, when I got this message, I was super shocked because I didn't think she could message me. I thought she was blocked on all platforms. Um, but that goes to show you that I didn't even care enough to block her. Uh, but here's my response. And I want y'all to tell me if I'm out of line. But my response goes like this. It says, 10 years and you finally want to be an adult. Where was this mindset when you had your boyfriend talking shit about me uh, in front of my kid? Or talking shit about me uh, to my kids in front of you? Or how about the time when you decided you didn't want to talk to my wife as a peaceful mediator, but instead chose to curse me out of my door, calling me all type of bitches and other inflammatory things. Pretending to be Sanaya and texting me, forgive me if this, uh, if this, if it's hard to reconcile that this is the same person from those encounters who now, after 10 years, wants to behave like an adult. I know what you're doing, <clears throat> compiling evidence that you've acted and behaved in the best interest of our children. Use what you will, but you won't be talking about, oh, use what you will, but I won't be talking to you ever again. Uh, missed birthdays and holidays, special occasions, all because I would rather drink poison than endure another life-filled, untrustworthy moment with you. 
I don't want you to I don't want you contacting me anymore. It's not good for my mental health. I have PTSD I have PTSD because of you and would like to be left alone. If you're wanting to be the one to finalize and pay the plan, feel free to contact the courts just like you did DCS. And when I get my paperwork, I'll show up to finally put an end to, the, to my nightmare. I love them, but not more than I love my sanity. And what I meant there was um, at the end <clears throat> is I started getting paperwork in the, in the mail from Department of uh, Child Support saying that I owed her money. Um, and part of it was because I had switched jobs and they hadn't contacted my job yet and gotten the whole uh, child support thing rolling. So technically I was behind. Um, so part of it was that. Then another part was um, this daycare bill that she went up there and gave them and said that I needed to pay. Um, now, since I'm airing out my business, I must tell you right now, she's a hundred percent right. I didn't pay a dime of that child or that uh, daycare. I didn't pay a dime of it. Why? Because I, as one of the parents, am allowed to. Uh, be involved in picking where they go for their child care. We have to agree on it. Now for me, the price that she was paying was too expensive. Mind you, I <laughs> was trying to save for a house and all these other things. You know, I, I still have another child at home that lives with me full time that I need to take care of. I wasn't making that much money <clears throat> and this wasn't possible in my budget but with all that being said she is a hundred percent right I technically do owe her that money but you know that's all based off of the parenting plan it's in writing it's in all the legal documents and She's owed that money. But at the same time, in that same parenting plan, we're supposed to split the children through, you know, our taxes. I'm supposed to get one child. She's supposed to get the other. And had I gotten the one child that I was supposed to get on my taxes, that would have been exactly what the daycare bill would have been. I could have just paid her off with an income tax return. But here, boom. There's your income tax. Or there's your child care money. But what she did was went and took both of the kids and filed them on her taxes. So she wants to <clears throat> get a fat tax return illegally by claiming both kids because 
whether you agree with it or not, in the documents, I'm supposed to get them. But she wanted to claim them illegally. And on top of that, have me pay for childcare. So she wants me to double pay. Well, at that point, it'd be triple pay because I'm already paying child support too. So yeah, she wants me to triple pay. Um, which is like a common thing with her. She's always been wanting money. <coughs> she just want money. <coughs> um, but yeah, you know, that was my response. And I very clearly, very um, nicely, you know, in my opinion, says that, you know, this whole interaction with you has given me some form of PTSD. Um, and I would like to be left alone. Uh, you know, I don't want to talk to you no more. And then what does she do? Contacts me again. This time she didn't write, you know, uh, a letter or, uh, or anything. She decided to send me a website for PTSD, National Center of PTSD. Um, I'm guessing that's her way of telling me to get over it. I don't know. Um, anyway yeah this is probably the most personal I've ever gotten on this uh, platform but I want to hear from you guys I say it every single time I don't want to hear from you in a text or Facebook messenger I want to hear from you on the feed so it can be an open conversation so that person that listens to it after you will have some context and then maybe they can add to the conversation or their viewpoint and their opinion of what's going on. This is something that, you know, I haven't told very many people this whole situation with, with my kids. Um, you know, some of my family members know, uh, but now I'm sure all of you know by now. Uh, don't call me, ask me if I'm all right, because I'm fine. You know, it sucks. It's not ideal. This was never the goal or the vision, the plan, none of that, none of those things. But I've had my time to think about it and to grieve and to come to terms with the reality of the situation. And that reality is I could very easily have a beautiful relationship with my with my children, but it will never happen if she's involved. That's the bottom line. It will never happen if she's involved. Never. 
And the problem is she won't let us have a relationship without her being involved. She just think about that for a second. She pretended to be one of my kids just so she could speak to me. Called me daddy and this and that. Try to speak like my kids just so she could talk to me. What kind of cycle is that? Now I'm good. So, that's the episode this week. Uh, I didn't expect it to go this long. Uh, but, you know, that's just what I do. I'm a master of words. Um, yeah. Again, uh, like and share and post and let's have an open conversation about it, you know, on the feed. Share it with your friends. I say it time and time again. I've yet to see anybody post it, tag anybody or anything like that. I get I get listeners on it, but I don't see nobody sharing even though I ask. I would appreciate it kindly. Please, sir. Madam, if you wouldn't mind, click two or three buttons to push the episode further if you have a minute. Anyway, that's my time. I'm out. Peace. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.